Hello, hello, everybody. Okay, so um, it has been a minute uh, since we have recorded this because holy life being crazy, right? Who can relate? <laughs> However, it's been a really good busy. We've been really productive. We have been growing. The Courtney Rogers Enterprises has been expanding and doing awesome new things. Our network marketing team has exploded and done amazing things. And uh, it's just been a really good kind of busy. So uh, I'm the kind of person who just really, really thrives off from you know, staying occupied, being productive. And so that's exactly what kind of week it's been. So I'm super excited. Uh, we are going to finish up the leadership series that we have been doing for the last couple weeks. Um, I'm going to be, you're going to be listening to this one right now. And then hopefully uh, in a couple days, you're going to be listening to the next one and that will wrap it up as far as this specific series is concerned. And so if you are listening to this in reverse, <laughs> if you're listening to this in the future um, and you're wondering what I'm talking about, go back to the very beginning a few weeks ago and start with the lack of trust and then work your way up and you'll understand exactly what we're talking about. Because if you're listening to it in reverse, you're starting from the top down and that's just not how you're going to do things around her. Okay. So if you have been with me since the very beginning of this series, you know we have touched on, uh, we set the stage for leadership, right? We talked about uh, kind of what's wrong in leadership today and, you know, especially in the business realm, we, you know, talked a little bit about leadership shortcomings, what a big role it plays in just overall success, especially with teams. Uh, then we talked a little bit about, you know, the lack of trust that is within teams and organizations as a whole. Uh, we talked about the fear of conflict, you know, artificial harmony. We talked about lack of commitment. And today we are going to talk about accountability. I feel like it's a trigger word, especially in today's era or day and age or generation or whatever. Accountability is something that very much eludes a lot of people. You know, I don't even know what this generation is called anymore. I recently found out that I am unfortunately a part of the quote unquote millennial era, and that just makes me cringe. Um, but however, uh, the latter half of the millennial era, uh, on top of whatever it is, Gen X, Gen Z, I don't even know, but whatever, you know. Uh, it just really lacks accountability, which I, I mean, that's this is a bigger conversation, but I feel like it really plays into like literally everything that's happening in the world right now. Uh, okay, not literally everything, but you know what I'm talking about. When it comes to people taking responsibility for their own actions, being able to look inward instead of blaming outward, you know, being able to take responsibility for their thoughts, their actions, what they do, what they believe, uh, all of that, and really just kind of own it. Because when we take accountability for what we do, our outlook changes, our actions change, how we lead changes, and really everything changes. And so one of the biggest downfalls in leadership is people not taking accountability. Because here's the thing, um, and if you're writing things down, do this. And I want you to write it like so big that you could probably paint it on your flipping walls, is that leaders don't blame Okay. And again, we've talked about it. I don't care if you, everybody is a leader because leadership starts with yourself. You, you have to lead yourself before you lead anybody. So before you go ahead and click out of this, number one, because you're triggered because I said accountability.
not an ability. And two, because you're like, oh, I'm not a leader because I don't have a big team. I'm not, I'm not a manager. I'm not a CEO or whatever, right? That's not the case. You are leading yourself. You are leading a family if you have one. You are leading whatever teeny tiny little organization you have, even if it's just one or two people. Um, you were leading somebody because you are somebody. So yes, accountability. And I want you to write that down. Leaders do not blame. First of all, productive, intelligent, you know, emotionally intelligent people just don't blame. Okay. Blaming is an incredibly immature behavior. And I wish I had video going right now because for some reason I'm so passionate about this subject that my hands are literally flying around my microphone. So if you hear this really audible like bang and crash it's because I'm like punching my microphone by accident because my hands are just like they're everywhere so accountability so I'm there's really not tons to say about this subject because it really speaks for itself but I I have to say the basics because we've forgotten about them clearly you know when you look around in society when you look around at jobs when you take a peek and open up social media for five freaking seconds there is no accountability. We are blaming everybody and their brother. We are blaming our parents. We are blaming our past. We are blaming our president. We are blaming our government. We are blaming our teachers. We are blaming our spouses. We are blaming, I mean, everybody. And half the things and people we're blaming like really just can't solve the problem. You know, what does solve the problem is when each individual person takes accountability for their own individual actions, that's behaviors, and then the world kind of starts to become a better place. But while everyone's pointing fingers, really nothing gets done. And so we're going to really try to narrow it down to organizations and teams and, you know, roles of, of leadership. And so... Uh, I'm going to do my best not to get too macro and talk, you know, a larger vision of our world and society. And I'm going to try to narrow it down and really hone in on the micro aspect of it in just teams and organizations. And so again, some of the feedback I get is it's pretty, I feel like a lot of your podcasts are really geared towards network marketing. Um, and while I want to say, I totally understand where you're coming from. I want to encourage you to think outside of that because number one, the book that I am really getting this from, right? The five dysfunctions of a team by Patrick Lencioni. It's actually written from a corporate perspective. Um, talking about corporate teams and boards and working in, you know, organizational development and, or developmental organizations, <laughs> said that backwards. Um, and I just really feel like there's so many more people now in network marketing because it's evolving and it's not, it's not like it used to be, you know, with your grandma's Mary Kay or your uh, uncle's Amway or whatever. And all those things that gave everybody like the cringies um, when they talk about network marketing, you know, network marketing has evolved to become something that is very, very, very different. It has morphed. It has become something, at least for most companies and most smart network marketers, um, of course, you're going to get the sleazeballs who want to make quick bucks. I mean, you get them in any industry. You know, you get bad companies, bad CEOs, bad employees, like all of that. So um, I just want to include them because I feel like they get left out a lot. 
And so this can be for solopreneurs, it can be for people in corporate, it can be for network marketers, it can be for influencers, it can be literally for anything if you, you know, want to grow and develop in life and find success. Um, and so I encourage you to think of it from that perspective. So lack of accountability. Okay, so when we're talking about, again, if you're moving up with me along in these podcast episodes, you know, it looks like a triangle. And if you're familiar at all with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it looks very similar to that, except instead of addressing the individual needs, it is addressing the team's needs, the organization's needs. And so, but it identifies them as dysfunctions. So if these core, these five core things are missing, you have a very dysfunctional team. I mean, you probably know. Well, no, I take that back. There are some people who don't know they have a very dysfunctional team because things don't run as smoothly as they could. They're not as productive as they could be because here's the thing, they are operating at the very top of the pyramid, which we'll get into next week, which is results. And some dysfunctional teams can get some results. And so they're distracted by that because they see the some results and they think that everything else is working when really they're missing so many other key pieces that they're not getting as good a result as they could. Um, but we're going to scale that back. We're going to talk about accountability. So if you have built the trust, right, you've started building trust, you started being a little bit more vulnerable with one another and opening up and voicing your opinions and thoughts, right, you're open to constructive criticism and feedback, which is that conflict stage. Um, you know, you're not afraid to really voice your opinions. You have that commitment and buy-in from everybody because they feel like their voice is valuable. Uh, everybody is kind of committed to the one vision, one goal, and understands their specific roles within that. They are very clear clear. Uh, now we're moving into accountability and this is, okay, we've established the trust. We've all been clear about what we want out of this. We are all committing to this. You've all said you want this. And now we're moving into the next phase, which is now we're going to hold ourselves and I'm going to hold you guys accountable to make sure we do that thing. And we do all those things that we said. And here's the thing, just like fear of conflict is is very difficult for a lot of people because it's scary, it feels uncomfortable, uh, this stage is also because accountability is something that can be very uncomfortable for people, especially if you are having to hold other people accountable. Uh, it becomes a little bit easier when you have a clearly defined role that uh, is more managerial, you know, like you have this clear title, like CEO, you have this clear title of general manager, you have, because then you can kind of lean into the authority that the title gives you. But then you also have roles that are not clearly defined because it's more of a mentor. It's more of a respect factor. It's more of a position that's given because of experience and respect and things like that. And so people in those positions have less inclination to hold people accountable, and especially if they're in a team of what they consider equals. But here's the thing, you can even hold a leader accountable. And this is because it is our job to not only hold ourselves accountable and to make sure we are showing up the way we say we want to and the, say, and the way we say we are to other people, right? Because accountability is one of those things that, again, we talked about so many people lack. We say a lot of things, but we don't do a lot of things. Our follow through is lacking. And because we lack that follow through, we don't get the results that we want. Uh, but again, that's next week's topic, <laughs> results. Um, 
And so it starts with you holding yourself accountable. Okay. So that's number one. Accountability starts with you. If you cannot hold yourself accountable, if you cannot set your sights on something, if you cannot tell other people that you're going to do something and then actually do it, you cannot expect other people to. So number one, hold yourself accountable and get better at that. If you suck at that, if you suck at follow through, if you suck at putting, you know, um, your feet on the ground and doing exactly what you say you're going to do and being honorable in, in that respect, then you need to like stop, stop, like pause the leadership role for a second and be a leader of one and hold yourself accountable and start doing the do to get the get. Okay. So number one, hold yourself accountable. Start showing up the way you expect other people to start following through and doing things. If you have meetings, if you make plans, if you, do all these things and have great ideas, but nothing ever happens. The rubber never meets the road. You're not holding yourself accountable and no one else is holding you accountable because they're too nervous. Okay. And so hold yourself accountable. Number two, hold other people accountable. If you and your team, if you and these people or whoever you're working with, set your sights on something, create a vision, create a mission, and you all commit to it, you need to hold them accountable, okay? And this is where I'm gonna kind of go back into my network marketing people who are kind of saying, you know, how do I do this? Because clearly network marketing, you're not the boss of anybody. Okay. You're just like a mentor, a leader, whatever you've been there before you've done the thing and you're teaching other people to do it. Okay. So you can't be like, you can't be a boss. You're more like a mentor. And so people are really uncomfortable holding others accountable because they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not really their boss. Like I don't really have any authority to do that. Yes, you do. Okay. Because it is a, a team vision and a team mission. And if you have all committed to it, you have all kind of made this nonverbal agreement that you were going to do what you say. And so somebody is leading the team or something is leading the team and creating that culture, whether it's you or not. Um, and trust me, you want to be in control of that. You want to be cultivating the culture of your team and setting the standard for, you know, what is ex- what is acceptable and what is not. And if you are constantly allowing uh, this energy of people saying things and not doing things, you will have a very unproductive team. So teams and groups of people, this is just common psychology, like groups of people need a leader. Okay. If you just like plop a bunch of people down in the middle of a deserted island, leaders will emerge and a hierarchy will begin. It is just the way of nature. A pack will begin to form and there will become, or excuse me, there will, whoa, I just like choked on my own spit. (laughs) There will arise an alpha. Okay. And that's natural. Again, it's because people need to be led and not everybody, not everybody is an alpha. You need to realize that not everybody is an alpha. And so you need to hold people accountable. And actually, as much as people say they don't like it, right? As much as people say they don't like boundaries and rules and structure, and we crave it. Our brain literally craves it. Even children, you know, they push boundaries, but they want boundaries because without them, there's nothing to push, right? There's nothing that tells them what to expect. And there's nothing that tells them what to fight back on. And so everybody needs boundaries and structure. That's why working from home is so difficult for people and why most people who start up businesses fail because there's no structure, there's no boundaries, there's no one holding you accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable. And we as humans just like don't know how to do that. (laughs) 
because we are constantly making excuses. We are constantly making rationales and justifications and pushing things off and procrastinating and all of these things. And so you just cannot allow that kind of environment to run rampant in your team or your organization whatever it is. And so holding other people accountable. So people constantly come to me and they're like, well, how the hell do I do that? It comes with having that hard conversation, right? Leaning back into that foundation you built in that second block, right? That fear of conflict and an artificial harmony. If you have done a really good job progressing past that uh, and you've established that, you can lean into those skills, lean into that trust and have that difficult conversation with somebody and just say, Hey, Joe, uh, I want to have a conversation with you. Are you open to some feedback or are you available for feedback? Right. Hopefully they say yes. And you can say, awesome. Um, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about what I'm noticing in regards to our team mission and vision and the things that we have all committed to. And I know you were talking the other day about, you know, um, being the leader of these specific meetings that we were going to do and you've canceled the last three. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because it feels like you're not committing and it's my job to kind of hold you accountable. And I'm wondering why you're struggling holding yourself accountable and how I can help you. Right. Again, always when you are approaching somebody and having the hard conversation, you want to keep the focus about you and how you feel about it, what you're noticing, presenting evidence, and then presenting an opportunity to problem solve. Because if you don't offer an opportunity to problem solve together. One, it feels like you're blaming. Two, they're naturally going to be defensive and it doesn't feel like you're working towards a resolution. So you want to always come to the conflict, to the table, to uh, the situation with either a problem solving uh, mentality like, hey, how can we work on this together? You know, how can we work towards a resolution or have a few ideas already, like I was thinking maybe we could do this, but I'm, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, okay? You already approach it, not like I'm telling you this is what you're doing wrong and here's how you're gonna fix it or else, right? You come in and you state the evidence, you state how maybe it's making you feel, right? Like you feel like they're ambiguous, right? We talked about that, the lack of commitment. Ambiguity is when they're gray, they're not really committing, they're tiptoeing, you think, I can still feel like you're a little ambiguous. And I know you talked about committing to this idea, but maybe we should revisit the idea because your actions are saying you're still not committing. And so maybe we need to have a discussion about why that is. And I would love to, I would love to um, hear more about that. Okay, because if they're still not committing and they're still not doing the do, they're, they're not committed and you need to revisit it. You need to circle back and ask them why they're not committed, why they're still ambiguous. Did they not feel, um, do they not feel equipped? Do they not feel like they have the proper tools? Do they not feel capable? Do they not feel, you know, whatever, confident enough? And you need to work on that and say, oh, okay, I'm so glad you told me that, you know, maybe that's definitely something we can work on. How about we scale back and take away that responsibility of you hosting those meetings and we actually start working on building your confidence. How does that sound? Okay. Um, and so you're holding them accountable because you're like, you clearly suck at doing this. You're not very good at it. You're not committing. You're dropping the ball. We can't have that. Let's take it away because I can't have somebody and I can't keep edifying somebody who is setting this standard of not doing the do, right? Of, of not doing what they say, you know, not practicing what they preach. You cannot edify that. You cannot continue to call that person leader and continue to tell people to look to them 
as the authority in this area if they themselves are not the epitome or example of it, right? If they are not committed, if they are not accountable to it. And so you need to hold them accountable. You need to recognize, hey, this person's not doing this. You can't continue just to let it slide. When you let it slide, you're not holding yourself accountable as a leader. So it's kind of this like accountability inception, okay, (laughs) where because you can't hold yourself accountable to the mission of holding people accountable, other people don't hold themselves accountable. And so no one, and no one on the team is accountable to the actions. No one on the team is accountable to the commitment they all made. No one is accountable to the team vision and the goals and the mission or anything. And then you have all these people with great ideas and no action and nothing is happening. And so no results come to fruition. Okay. And the way this looks for a lot of people is stripping people of responsibilities. If they cannot handle it, it doesn't matter if they are good at it. If they cannot do it with commitment and they cannot do it fully, they shouldn't be doing it at all. Okay. And this often creates ripples. But this, again, if you have built that trust, if you have tackled that fear of conflict and you have established some constructive uh, communication skills, you should be able to lean into that when you are holding people accountable. If people are underperforming, you cannot allow that to persist. If people are missing meetings, if people are missing information because they're just lollygagging and doing whatever they want to, you know, they're out in the freaking outfield catching butterflies when they should be doing practice, you need to hold them accountable. It doesn't matter how sweet they are. It doesn't matter how adorable they are. It doesn't matter how charming they are. It doesn't matter if they're your best friend or your mother. You need to hold them accountable because again, when you don't, it is contributing to the culture of your team. And when you allow that to persist, guess what kind of culture you are cultivating? Mediocrity. Mediocrity and success are not in the same family. And so you are either chasing success and greatness or you are chasing mediocrity. Okay. So by not holding people accountable, by not holding yourself accountable, that is the culture you are creating because that is the standard you are setting, which is we can all be mediocre that's okay. We can all say we're going to do these things and then not. We can all say we're going to host these Zooms and then not. We can all say we're going to, you know, do this for a sales goal and then not, right? That's the culture. So guess what? When people start being mediocre, you can't be mad at them because that's the culture you're creating. That is the standard you are setting. So people are not going to rise to the occasion to meet the standard you set. They are going to settle near the standard you've set, near the standard that has actually just created itself because the culture, culture is being created whether you create it or not. So trust me when I say you want to be in control of creating that culture because if not, it's never good. When culture creates itself, it's never productive. It's never good. It's never positive. It's never growth oriented. Okay. And so accountability, while it is very, very difficult, while it is rough, while it is not the favorite stage, it is probably one of the most necessary next to creating trust. Because one, you need to have leaned into that trust to be able to hold people accountable, okay? And how you reinforce the trust that you have created in your team is by 
holding yourself accountable and showing up the way you say you are going to. Uh, aligning your actions with your words that are in line with the mission and the vision you have created for your organization. And then holding other people to that same standard. So when people are underperforming, it is your duty as the leader to step in and say something instead of just allowing it to continue. Because again, that is creating a toxic environment of mediocrity. And, and if that's the culture you want, if you want a bunch of mediocre people, I mean, have at it. Have at it. But my guess is if you're listening to this podcast and if you are trying to do anything to better your life, you don't want to be mediocre. So that's why I'm giving you this advice. Okay. If you do want to be mediocre, maybe go find a different podcast that's just like, not this one. <laughs> and and really not like any pod. Go listen to like a crime podcast or something. That's something that's like not self-growth because mediocre people don't give a shit about improving themselves. Okay, so like get off this podcast, get off this genre of podcast and go find like a stand-up comedy show or a sports show or something because that, I don't know. Okay, um, so circling back around, accountability. And you just start holding yourself more accountable and showing up the way you say you are and stop making it just words because you know what that does? People don't trust you. You say something and internally, or if you're me, externally, roll your eyes. Because you're like, mm-hmm, okay, sure, right? When people say they're going to do something, they're like, I'm in, I'm so excited, right? It's the weekend, and the weekend came, and like, they're all recharged, so Monday meeting comes, and they walk into the boardroom, and they're like, I am so ready to punch today in the face. Oh my God, we're going to be so productive, and we're going to do all the things, and right? They come in all like, hua, and they're, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to do all this awesome stuff, and that's great, and then like Monday afternoon comes and they haven't had coffee in like seven hours and they're just like, yeah. They're like, hey, Karen, like, are we going to have that meeting you talked about? Uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow because I just got really busy with, right? Already it has fizzled out. And so next Monday when Karen comes in and she's all like, woo, no one's going to take her seriously. Don't be that person, okay? Don't be that person that no one takes seriously and rolls their eyes whenever they say they're going to do something. Be the person who does the thing they're going to say. Not only, one, will that give you more respect as a leader, but two, you're just going to have better results. Because you're actually going to freaking do what you say, so you're actually going to be doing the do. Guess So guess what? You're going to get the get, right? All right, y'all. I'll call it a day because, like I said, if I just keep talking about it, I will. I will come out from the micro and I will start approaching the macro, and we will start getting into political conversations, societal conversations, psychological conversations that we just do not need to get into here on the Decoded Project because that's not what we're about. Okay. Uh, so thank you guys so 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 much for giving me your ear. I don't if you're driving to work, if you are driving home, if you are doing the dishes. Um, 
shout out to you for listening to this and doing something that fuels you, your visions, your dreams, your success. I always appreciate you guys. As always, if you found some value in this, take a screenshot of whatever you're looking at right now, uh, post it onto Instagram, tag me at thecourtneyrogers.co, and let me know some of your biggest takeaways. Also, never be afraid to either DM me or post or share things that you want me to start talking more about because I want to make sure that I'm serving my audience and giving you guys what you want, okay? Um, so again, thank you guys so, so, so much. Again, if you have some time, I would love it if you left a five-star review because that's what is able or that's what enables <laughs> me to keep it ad-free. Uh, I don't make anything off this podcast, which is totally fine by me. It's all free value for you guys. As Jesse Lee says, it's free 99. Um, and, you know, I want to make sure it stays that way. Uh, I get ad requests all the time in my email and I'm always like, nope. <laughs> But uh, what would really mean a lot to me um, is if you left a five-star review, because when we do that, we rank higher uh, in this category and we get exposed to more people and we get to serve more people and help more people find the success that they're looking for. So if you could go ahead and do that, that would mean a lot to me. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I will catch you in the next episode.